podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi and welcome to the Nina Kowser Show. This show is brought to you in partnership with Liberty Shield, the perfect VPN companion for all your entertainment and privacy needs, where you can get a massive 25% off everything using the coupon code AIVPN. Get your 48 hours free trial on Liberty Shield today. Immediately start encrypting your internet connection. This will stop your IPS uh, logging traffic, bypass blocks, and any geo-restricted or blocking IPTV content. Look at me getting all technical there. I think I did pretty well. Speaking of not doing very well, champions, champions, we're the fucking champions. Uh, let's just get that one out of the way first and foremost. It's my first show back since we've been champions. Ended uh, 4-0 um, to Man City. Shit happens. I'm pretty all right. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about, maybe some contrasting opinions as well. It's not about me. It's about my guests, and I think we have some callers as well. We've actually got loads of people joining us on Discord as well, so I'm really, really proud of you after that result. Uh, let me introduce my guest. Uh, it's a bit of a dynamic duo because if my memory serves me correctly and I don't have the best of memories, it is my duo from the Everton game. So um, I'll introduce them first up. We have um, the contributor from Rate Don't Hate, also part of the wrestling podcast. It is the awesome Tadiva. Tadiva, bad day in your house today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I, I know, right? It's spares for the missus and then what you've just witnessed. But, you know, you're champion, so it's all good. She's in Australia at the moment, so at Is least she, she? she was asleep. Yeah, she she oh. asked, she woke up for the Spurs game. They conceded. She said, right, I'm going back to bed. It was like 4 a.m. there. Um, and then she said, just phone me if something exciting happens. So I, I didn't phone her, so I think she knows. And then I was like, well, at least one of us will win in this household. And yeah, that, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, between you and like my sister, I think you kind of jinxed Liverpool, but you know, like that's, that's another story for another day. And joining to Diva, da, 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 it is Baji, also known as Harinder Singh, co host of the Desi podcast, overall gift guy, um, a gift guy, uh, the guy that literally just takes the piss out of everyone, but he's lovely. So it's great to have him back on. Harinder, how you doing? I'm okay. Repeat the words after me, or repeat the acronym after me. I, S, P. I S P. Yeah, you even butchered the name. Sorry, the acronym of I S P. You butcher names, not acronyms. What the fuck is I P S? I don't know. Did I say I P S? Yeah. What's I P S? I just make shit up. That's what I do. <laughs> I do a drink and I name a thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm still thinking. I can't be the only one who's heard this. That Spanish little video thing that they did. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not just an atheist. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Are you said this way, I'm BS. Progress. To be fair, you are in Manchester, so IBS might have been alright. <laughs> you have triple bowel syndrome, you know what? At least I didn't say IBS! <laughs> Lisa, you gotta take your wins, you gotta take your wins. Plus my wins? That's why Liverpool are saying, hey, we only lost for no bar came through for us at the end. Do you know what I mean? Riyad Vares. <laughs> Eat your heart out. Oh. <laughs> Riyad Mahrez, I love it. Right, guys, you know what? This is a little bit everywhere, but we are champions. And I think, you know what? We're behaving like it, you know, like, I don't know. It's, like, it's a strange game. But you know what? I think we have callers. But first thing what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly go around uh, to my panel. And I want to get their thoughts on this game because it's it's a strange one, right? Because you never want to lose. You certainly don't want to get hum- humiliated. And I think Liverpool were on the end of a... Um, Quite an embarrassing defeat there, you know, like 4-0. But then you've got to put it into context and you've got to think, well, Liverpool are champions. You know, like, this, I think this was kind of inevitable in, in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't matter. So, like, and I've seen a lot of fume on, on social media. So I'm really intrigued to see where you sit on the scale. And there is no right or wrong answer, by the way. Opinions are like bumholes. You've all got them. So I will come to Tadiva first. Yeah. Um, look, if if you're gonna lose a game, you'd rather lose it when the title's already in the bag. But in terms of performances, I think everyone will agree that was not up to par. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Look, I, I I think it's fair. It's a fair statement. I don't think it's controversial at all. But City have a far superior side to us in terms of on paper. I think you know. You look at the money they spent. You look at the players that they do have. Well, you could argue. Right. Squad or side? Squad. Yeah. Yeah, squad. As in they they can they can put in two starting elevens that would probably still make the top six. I don't think many other clubs in England can do that. Um so obviously interchanging and stuff, they don't lose necessarily as much quality as us, but then again you say it was our starting eleven. Um the reason I'm saying this is because I've always thought whenever we play City the way we beat them is through drive and hunger and getting to first balls and wanting it more than them and showing more fight. In the first 25 minutes that was there, the rest of the game, I think once we started conceding, I think that went away a bit and then that always becomes an uphill battle for us. But um, yeah, it just didn't seem like we had the fight today, understandably or not understandably, um, I'm okay with it, obviously, having won the league already, because this is just a reminder to the squad of the team that's going to be up against us again next year. They're not going anywhere next year. Um, if we want to re- re- reclaim our title, this is the team that we're going to have to beat. And I'm hoping that this is a reminder to the squad that, you know, don't, don't rest on your laurels. It's going to be as hard to to beat this team next season, if not even more difficult considering they'll they'll have the bit between their teeth. But um yeah, I I I actually thought before we conceded the goal we played really well. It's just mm-hmm. we weren't as clinical as them and then it uh we then didn't want it, it looked like we didn't have the fight after especially after the second goal went in. But before that I thought we, we were playing them really well and it was just a matter of who was going to be more clinical between them and us. 
I know. I just asked Tadiva for like, you know, your brief thoughts. <laughs> really does that. I have, you know, literally have no control over anything, even my show. No one listens to me. No one respects me. Harinda, how are you after that game? I mean, like, what did it mean to you in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, champions oh, and all that? Okay. In the grand scheme of things, probably means fuck all, right? Let's face it. Yes. yes. Um, how did I feel during the game? I think, you know what? I can't. We started Sprite. Brightly, sorry, I was about to say Sprightly there. Uh, we started Brightly. Sure, we yeah. this, yeah. this, is, this is what we happened. Life comes at you so fast. I think it's a bit, you know, a bit like sliding doors. If he doesn't hit the post and the ball goes in, we win the match. He hits the post, the ball doesn't go in. Off and anyone after that, they score a penalty. Game over. I think as soon as that goes in, they... They turned into the rational selves of them, like going, "Ah, fuck it." Do you know what? <laughs> Who gives a shit? We've got the title. Can't do what you want. Literally, because it just seems like, as Chidi was already said, it right. They started. The hunger wasn't there. There's no gusto. There's no drive. They're not looking to try and chase anything down. You know, they're not. All the things that they normally do against City just didn't happen. Just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, touches. Some of the balls though, they were just really peculiar. And loose touches are loose, yeah. In front of goal, composure, the things that the things that make us stand out. And quite rightly, as Gag said before the show started, the things that make us twenty points ahead, ahead. Let me repeat that: twenty points ahead of Man City in second place weren't there tonight. You can give them a day off, a night off, because of everything they've done previously. So in the grand scheme of things, means nothing. Today, yeah, it's a bit of shit that, you lost, that we lost to City, but we sit there and think, ah, oh, you know what? Who cares? Just concentrate on being champions and, <laughs> and, and bask in that glory. Dads, uh, you spoke before the pod, before we kind of like go to our first caller. Should we bring you in uh, just in case somebody is listening and maybe like they're a little bit irritated by, you know, like what they've seen and stuff. You you said something quite interesting before the pod and I think it'd be quite nice for anyone that isn't joining us live on Discord who is listening to this later on um, would like to hear you. You jump in anyway. Why am I even inviting I you? I totally missed on. what the hell that was going on. I was watching, uh, I was watching uh, Klopp go, and go, <laughs> go in on Jeff Reeves. <laughs> Oh, Jeff Shreves is like asking him all these stupid questions, like perspective and all this. And Klopp's kind of, he's like wearing them really weird. And it was difficult for Klopp. He's under a bit of tilt as well, Klopp, a bit pissed off. And uh, he was really riling Klopp up a little bit. And Klopp was like, if you want to lead this to a story where you're saying that our heads weren't here, then you go do it. But I'm happy with my player's attitude. It's just that we were second to everything. They tried their best today, but they just didn't do it. And, and then he goes, oh, also, should we um, give uh, City credit? And he goes, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't give City credit. I always give City credit. Oh, my God. That was an interview. A, a, a lot of the haters will um, will call him um, on tilt for that. But it was, it was you know, just stupid questions from Shreves. He's a, he's a dickhead at times. But, um, yeah, nothing... Um, Nothing, nothing too much to worry about. There is an embarrassing performance. You call it what it is, and we should never ever hide away from um, mm. the truth. And the truth was, this was this was utterly poor. 
from yeah, the comes, champions of England. When you, when you celebrate the fact that, you know, VAR kind of helped you a little to be less embarrassed. Yeah, I, I found it hilarious just because <laughs> I hate VAR. And, and at the yeah. end of the game, they probably they probably were gutted with that and we went away laughing. So uh, it's always that last feeling at the end of the game when you walk away going, yes. You know, that kind of stays yeah. with you. But overall, it's an embarrassing result. It's an embarrassing game. It's an embarrassing performance after the penalty. Um, before that, I thought we were better. Before that, I thought we should have um, we should have scored. Game would be totally different if something goes in. Um, but uh, perspective is that I've waited thirty years to 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 be a champion in this country, and I am not going to let one freak result um, in a game where it looks like everybody was off. Even though we were pressing like maniacs the first twenty five minutes while I was watching. Um, at times, stupidly as well, because we just left De Bruyne totally free, and that's stupid. But um, we'll we'll see what what comes up with the numbers when we do when I collect them, which I will collect. Make um, them up. Make them up. No, no chance. At the end of the day, the perspective is that we're still champions, and 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 whilst we should be embarrassed with the the performance, City should be embarrassed that they're twenty yeah. points behind the champions. And at the end of the day, that's a fact. They are 20 points behind this team that they just beat 4-0. There's nothing more embarrassing than that. So, um, yeah, take that, bitches. And I'm, I'm, honestly, honestly, I'm not going to go angry and not going to lose my shit over one game where, you know, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's a I'll nothing tell you some, game. I'll it's tell you someone game. who is going to lose their shit, though. It's Cam Branch. Cam's going to proper lose his shit about the fact that Michael Richards got tighter trousers on than him than he has. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's not, it's not even the tight trousers. It's tight trousers and tight coat. Michael Richards, uh, basically, he's wearing his wardrobe before quarantine. Like, I've been watching him, like, and, like, he does look a little snug in his clothes. He really makes an effort, though, and I love that. He had a little flat cap on last week or the week before. I can't remember, but he really does make an effort. Is making an effort and then allowing your your organs to breathe. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, he's got he, cam levels, man. Listen, if it, first women had to wear corsets, <laughs> he's taking them for the team here. Okay, he is taking. He's sharing you know, it. You know what? Let's let's go on to our first caller because I think he's sat waiting. And you know what? I've not spoke to him in ages, and I've kind of like I feel quite proud because. Throughout all of AI and stuff, and everyone calls him Steve Pizza, and I feel like I'm responsible for his new name, and I feel like I should get a cut for it. So, you know what, Steve Pizza, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Hi, Nina. How are you? Can you hear me? I'm good. I feel, you know what? I don't have children, but I named you, and I'm quite proud of that. You've you've uh, you've actually you've actually done you've actually you've actually gone beyond and above beyond and above the call of duty. Because today he actually talked about IPS, not ISP, and my <laughs> kids go to my kids go to a school called ISP. So you um, managed to butcher the my, my kids the school my kids go to as well the International uh, School of Panama. Never uh, mind my surname, sweetie. Never mind your surname. I hope the I hope the little <laughs> ones are okay. Phoebe's adorable, bless her. But you know they're, what? They're we, awesome. They're awesome. We, we've not spoken ages. The last time, like the, we were at the last game of the season last year. You know the um, Wolves. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, we all had a little get-together and that was such an awesome moment. But here we are, champions, and I'm sure you've got something to say. So you know what? I'm going to shut up and I'm going to hand it over to you because you've not been on the show for a very long time. Oh, thanks. Well, uh, campion! Hey, campion! So I, I, I just wanted to say, it actually leads quite nicely into the couple of points I wanted to say. Um, and um, the... Um, the Sorry, I just want to shut my uh, computer off here. Um, I have sat on the edge of my seat for 30 years with us out being champions. And I had to go into a game, just like all everybody on this call and everybody listening to Discord and on, on an AI. Going into that game was just great. And I just bloody love the feeling. And I'm just going to go back to that. And I'm just going to think about that. That was an atrocious performance. But it's probably the worst in, what, three years since Spurs in, what, October 17th? That's probably the worst I've seen the team play. Uh, it was just, it was, there was just, there was dead bodies all over the pitch. But it was just so nice, so nice to be in that situation that I didn't really, really care because we were going to be champions. And we haven't felt that, and not felt like that for 30 years. And it was just bloody great. It was just bloody great. Yeah, it, it really does. Any questions, Steve, for the for the boys? Yeah, I've um, I, I've I've got I've got one 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 question. Um, uh, well, my question my question is, who is going to remember this game next year or in five years' time? They're just going to remember the fact that we won the title, and that is just absolutely fantastic. Um, one thing for, for Tadiwa before I go, though, uh, which is that um, I got a text from a Spurs fan today and he actually just said, now you know what it's like being a Spurs fan. Welcome to reality. <laughs> That's so, brilliant. I'd, yeah, so, the, the, so it was probably a good job your wife was in Australia, mate. You know what, though? The level of pettiness is next level. Like, I've not seen my neighbour. Sorry, this can just be so random because let's be honest, like, we're, 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 this result was embarrassing. But I, you know, literally, I've not seen my neighbour who is a United fan. He's always in his United tops. He's got every single season. Um, he's always kitted out in the latest, you know, uh, United shirt. I've not seen him since we won it. And uh, yesterday I went out to put out my bins and I saw him. And he was like, oh, why are you not in your Liverpool top? And I was like, because I'm not. You know, like, I, I just like, because I'm not. And he was like, oh, well, um, we'll see how long your reign lasts. And he was trying to, like, get me in a football debate. And I was like, dude, I literally just come out to put out my bins. I wish you all the best for the season. You know, like, why are you trying to goad me into an argument or a debate? I'm in such a good place. Like, you cannot rattle me. And, you know, Steve, you're always intrigued about my mum, right? You really want her on this show. Obvious uh, scent of the roses. You know what? Obvious She's not scent with... of the roses. I can't. You know what? Right. First, right. First of all, let, let me tell you something about my mom. Right. Watching the United game and she's like, Bruno Fernandez, he's incredible. I get it. And I'm watching her and uh, I was like, you know what? I wish we play. I wish we had another game with you with this season. You know, like we had that, that one leg left, um, you know, the, the remaining fixture. And I was like, because I'd love to sit you down with Bruno Fernandez, you know, like humble you. And she was like, it's not going to happen. We've got Bruno Fernandez. We're amazing. He'll, he'll dance around your team. And I was sat there and I was smiling. And I thought, 
I remember when I was this petty in terms of, you know, like when we had like that Gerard or a Suarez and I tried like, and, and I justified that my team is better than Man United because I had this one player. And I was like, it's so amazing how tables turn. And then the other day she says to me, she goes, who are you playing in the Champions League? And I went, no one. And she went, what do you mean you're not playing with no one? I went, we got knocked out. And you know what? She went, really? You got knocked out of the Champions League? I was like, you're so petty. But I was just like you. And it's quite, it's quite amusing to kind of watch back. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're on, like, you're not on, the, you're on the receiving end of the pettiness. I'm going to be honest with you, I was that petty Liverpool supporter. I was a lot younger as well, but I was that person. Nina, I clearly need to send the 19 roses to your mum. No, you don't. <laughs> you that would just be so funny. Okay, that was Steve Pizza, our first caller. We are going to move on to our second caller. I'm quite excited to have this guy on. Usually he's working on the Raw podcast, producing that one. It is my uh, my editing, producing sidekick. It is Guy Drinkle. Guy, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? Now, you know what? Um, I reckon if maybe somebody like Albi Moreno was playing left back today, very, very different outcome, literally. I mean, uh, let's get you on. Your thoughts, your opinions. The floor is yours. Well, we had we had a one-game reunion with Albi today, I think. Um, and yeah, it's, it wasn't a great game, but who cares, really? As as other people have said so far, we've we've won, and the lads were spinning. And, uh, Mane, <laughs> Mane enjoyed his week. I think that's how we'll put this, because um, we could we still sort of could have scored two. Um, and yeah, in terms of question, I mean, I know you're trying to avoid talking about the game, Nina. So I'll I'll do a question for you. Firmino, he's even before the break, but especially since we came back, he's not looked that good. So is Firmino a concern long termish? Or just that he he did a bit of a sesh before everyone else? You know what? Really, really good question. And I think if anyone's going to have a sesh, it's him, isn't it? He's probably still fucking drunk. Let's be honest. Um, uh, I don't think there was water in those bottles for him at half time. No, literally, seriously. I'm looking to Tadiva on this one because Tadiva, I thought, you know, in the first half, like, we, we've kind of spoke about this, but you know, had we taken those chances, that game would have been very different, in my opinion. I think we can all agree that. Um, but for me, in the first half, in the first 20 minutes, Thought Firmino was doing quite well. I mean, he was putting in some nice passes to our forward men. I think he was really kind of willing and urging the players to get involved. And then as everything died off, he died off. And I literally, it got to the point where I started to notice him less and less. Even when we play bad, I, you know, before the break, as Guy suggested, I have seen him like chip into the midfield and chip into the defence. Today, for me, he just started disappearing and fading out as the game went in. Um, sort of, we, we got further in into the game. I mean, would you say that's fair? Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. And it's probably the biggest conundrum when it comes to Liverpool of, is it that the team doesn't play well when Firmino doesn't play well? Or is it Firmino doesn't play well when the team doesn't play well? Like, whichever way you put and it. And do you know something? Firmino, for me, is one of the key players. Like, every time I think about a Man City game, Firmino's been, like, electric. Hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. He's he's been one of the key key players in those games. He takes um, the defenders in like like you know dark alleys, and they really don't like it. You know, they literally do not like it because that he makes them uncomfortable because he presses them. Especially Otamendi. Oh God, yeah. Otamendi hates Firmino. Um, look, I I think I I don't think it's a concern because if you look at Firmino over his Liverpool career, I think he does have patchy stages where he'll score a lot of goals and then go through sort of like a dry spell. And then the, the question then comes up and, and the concerns start to to rise again. And then we'll see, you know, two, three months down the line, he'll then go on a run and score three or four goals in six games or something like that and ease, ease those fears. The important thing for him is that the off the ball work and the running and the creating space, all of that work he's still doing. He's still got an appetite for that. Okay, we could argue maybe not in this game, um, but that's probably fair to say for the entire squad, um, if if you want to if you want to bring that up. But I think he's still bringing that side of the game, and he's never been the most prolific goal scorer. He's never been the most technical finisher in the game. Gax and I have had some um, discussions on the finishing abilities of our front players. But um, so I think as long as he's still doing that side of the game, then then it should be fine. Um, And then I think he'll play himself back into form because that's just the nature of how his whole career has gone at Liverpool. But the interesting thing maybe then is if there is a drop-off from Firmino, the fact that Minamino is there and hopefully he is the understudy to Firmino, that would then maybe light a fire under Firmino that if I don't, you know, pick up my form or if I don't start scoring or whatever argument that you might have against um, his form at the moment, if he doesn't raise that, then there's someone waiting in the wings that has shown that he can play that position, obviously at a different club, but he's shown that he's capable of doing it and, having a preseason, even though it's going to be short, um, under his belt and learning more the movement and the players learning his movement, I think Minamino could definitely challenge for that position. So it, I, I, I don't think it's too much of a concern at the moment. Mm. I'm with you. And Harinda, I'll come to you. I mean, what did you make of um, Roberto Firmino's uh, performance today? And, you know, just to um, sort of add and, and embellish on uh anything what uh, Tadeva said there as well. I'd like to get your thoughts. I think my fellow selfie smiling friend is simply enjoying life being top of the league, Premier League champion, 1920 season. He don't give a shit. <laughs> He's just like me, as laid back as it can be, right? Um, I just think, you know what? As, as the game, and I'll just let's just take it for this game specifically. As the game developed, as our midfield and defence kind of went to the in absentia mode, mm-hmm. and just disappeared from the face of the earth for a while, while City ran right in the first half, um, he did too. But then it, it's the it's that whole aspect of touch for me. You know, like okay, the loose balls, the loose touches. And the waddling. So we had a bit of Ginny Duck waddling. We've not had that for ages. And I was like, oh, I've not seen this for a while. Actually, I think I haven't seen it for like a year or so. Um, but when the duck waddling starts in regards to where they're going to give the ball and who they're going to give the ball to, you can see that the whole system, the whole team is grinding to a halt. And in that kind of space, in, 
when they're in that kind of state. Firmino never looks great. None of them look great, though. So I don't think it's a case of when Firmino's great, the whole team is great. It's when the whole team isn't looking so great, doesn't matter who they are. There might be one odd person who looks fantastic or looks as if they're playing their part, but the rest just look as atrocious as each other at times. I'm sure Gags had a stat or something, or he mentioned something from last season, and apparently in the Champions League, or, or when Roberto Firmino um, wasn't playing, we, we looked really bad. I can't, I can't remember the exact point or stat it was from last season. Was it Champions League? I can't remember. I, I can't remember either, but you know... And he's gone quiet as well, which he, doesn't he, help. He's got the trained <laughs> statistical eye. I've just got the eye that looks at the match and goes, yeah. oh, okay. And I, I, most like most normal people, I just look at the match and go, what looked great? What didn't look great? What didn't look great was our lackadaisical approach to things. After like, the 20, 25 minute mark, I mean, the penalties did pretty much everything to it, right? Um, coming back to Firmino, though, is he off the boil? Today, yes. Overall, probably not. I don't feel it. In that sense, I don't see it in the same way as everybody else. But then I'm quite heavily biased towards Firmino. So my sincerest apologies on that front for not giving such a neutral answer. No, it's absolutely fine. And you know what? I'm going to um, uh, pick up another point. Then I'm going to go back to Guy. Um, it was actually a point that he made. So I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Of course, um, all of us are on social media. And, you know, I think there was a lot of talk about the team being hung over. And, you know, they looked a little off, too much partying, et cetera, et cetera. But then we actually do have players who actually don't drink, you know, like, you, you know, like, um, you know, your Nabi Keters, your Mosalas and Sadio Mane who don't drink for religious reasons. So, you know what, what was their excuse then, people? I mean, what, what have they been um, indulging on? Ribena and Yorkshire tea. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, James Milner as well, right? Yep. Yeah. Millie leads the party with the sober lot. No, none of this boring James Milner rubbish that he puts on social media. I think that's just a ruse. It's his cover. Um, I, th- I think also the fact that this is the first game in, well, first competitive game in, what, two and a half, three years that these players have played where basically the result didn't matter. Mm. And can you imagine that release in terms of every single game they're having to focus, concentrate, is my position correct? Am I running, especially in a Klopp system, am I running the right channel? Okay, he's got the ball, I meant to drop off. Okay, he's passed the ball, I meant to press. Okay, now I move to this side. Okay, now I move to this side. Okay, money's got the ball, I got to make the run. Like all of this stuff is constantly going on in their minds that we don't necessarily see. We just see them pass the ball. But for them to pass that ball, there's a million things racing in their mind and to be driving and driving and driving and we got to win, we got to win, we got to win. They know the pressure of what City set the standard of last season. I think it's just, it was just a release. It's just the fact that, okay, yeah. we've done it. Whew, I can breathe. And the problem is the team we then faced is the one team we can't do that against. Um, that yeah. that's the one team we have to give a hundred percent. So I, mm. I I think it's 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 okay. Like it's okay. It, it it felt like they just released a little bit and they went against the wrong team to do that. Yeah, they did. And I think as well, what you need to remember, this is like a very very like you you kind of mentioned it's the first time ever Liverpool did not have to be competitive in in a game. You know. Uh, for quite some time and like it's the first time they've been champions as well you know that's a different emotion in itself you know and none of those players have like felt it you know 
maybe like a James Milner at Man City, but as a whole, they, they really haven't. And you know, to be Premier League, you know, to to be league champions and stuff, and you know, the the, the fact that they they know that they've made history as well. All that, and I think Gags mentioned it as well that it's 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 quite a known fact that once a team is crowned champions, that they do have them at quite a bad kind of result. It is quite normal. So um, I'm going to bring Guy back in now. So Guy, you've heard what the panel have said, and um, I, I kind of want to bring you in for a discussion as well because. City were really, really good today. You know, like, they get that penalty, it kind of just takes them to a whole new level. So I want to get all three of your thoughts on this. Was it a case of Man City being absolutely, like, flawless and ruthless? Or was it a case of Liverpool just being... Or was it Liverpool being really shit and it made their job a lot easier? bit of both is the Mm. shit-on-the-fence answer. Um, It's easy to say, but I think... When we defend that badly, like Rob mm. Gorman has had their worst games in Liverpool shirts. Yeah. That's the easiest statement to come up with after that game. Um, but De Bruyne was mint, um, Foden was mint, and Sterling finally did something against the Liverpool team. Only took all of the team to be steaming drunk to do so, but okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Every, every pod I'm on with Ada, it's a name to make a laugh like that. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, they they were really good, but our defence was that bad. And the midfield in the first 30-odd mins was mm-hmm. pretty terrible as well, which made especially De Bruyne's job easy. Um, but I think the point you made earlier, Nina, was if Moore puts the ball a couple inches to the left, it goes in. If Mane doesn't 50p head something, we're either 2-0 up or 2-1 up or something like that. We've certainly two, scored two goals pretty early on, so it'd be a completely different game. But, yeah, I think defensively that's our worst performance. Pro- well, since Watford, but overall um, in a long time, um, especially when it's the first choice one. Um, so, yeah, probably a bit of both. But they were really good, but at least two of our defence were awful and Trent wasn't that good and Virgil can't defend on his own. It pisses me off when, you know, Kyle Walker isn't, like, the worst, like, full-back on, you know? He should have been, been sent off at all. Yeah, <laughs> you sat there thinking, shit, we must yeah. have been bad because he's a clown. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, well, um, it is what it is. Right, Di, anything else? Um... It's kind of another trend when we play badly, but when we play badly, why do we stop passing to Mo Salah? He just like he was probably our most sober player. Let's go with that. Um, he did a couple of nice things, and then we just stopped passing to him, which was a bit weird. Hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, and I've got a confession to make because you know when it went to three nil, I started eating my cookie. That is very uh, Least touches, I think, Mo, in the game. Okay. So, Gads has got the numbers to back it up there. Yeah. Okay. Get me on you, P. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Get him on, Gags. He's, he's earned his he's he's stripes. Get him on. Um, Unnecessarily, he had 29 touches. And uh, um, you can, don't quote me on this, but um, Firmino had 28. Nico Williams had 28, uh, Oxley Chamberlain 29, Salah 29, Genie 29, Kate at 32, 
Um, and he came on 61st minute. Uh, Allison, 34. Yeah, our, our, our player with the most touches, Fabinho, had 85, whereas we usually range, our top players are in the hundreds. So, mm. They're all saying, don't pass it to me, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking want it, leave me alone. <laughs> but okay. with that one who was tipsy, he was like, I can drive. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, so those are really low numbers. Yeah. Fuck, so those are really low numbers, right? Okay, so today I'm going to come to you. I mean, it's um, with regards to Guy's observation there, and of course, Guy's backing up the stats as well, you know, with them, you know, those were like the lowest touches that uh, Marcelo's had in in a game. Why do you think that is? is? Do you think there's a tactical reason? Do you think there's a specific reason for it? Hmm. I didn't see anything tactical that would have been the reason. I like like I said, I I just thought that we weren't on it in this game and the one team we have to be honored against is City. So as Guy mentioned earlier, where he was saying like it's kind of sitting on the fence whether it was us or them. Um I, I do agree with him there that it's the perfect storm because we we're coming down from from this high of becoming champions and the pressure's now off and they're coming into this game and you know the the team talks already made for pep he just goes in there and says these guys think that they're, they're better than us you know they've won the league but let's remind them who we are let's show them that next year it's not going to be easy you, you know that that kind of yeah he's got things your team talk to kind of give right you know he yeah. you know, it's like siege mentality i noticed something really bizarre about um uh, pep guardiola i watched this you know like the highlights of his press conference on sky and uh, he he had a hair tie around his wrist i was like you got no hair <laughs> maybe it's maybe a it's concept, um, like maybe, maybe it's... on it it could be sentimental as well because hasn't his yeah. wife moved back to Spain? Ah, so maybe I, I, it's something of hers know. that he's keeping close. I don't know. That that's possibly, just guessing. But possibly, did I did not know that. Saying his wife is trolling him by giving him. Sorry. So you're saying that his wife is trolling him? Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I was. It was just pure guesswork. But... Hey, Pep! I got you something. What? It's for your hair. <laughs> Cow. <laughs> Get out. Don't come back. <laughs> oh, dear. <easy. laughs> I mean, that's class, though, from his wife, if it's true. <laughs> oh. As somebody with hair who's not going bold. <laughs> okay, I think that's enough. Um, uh, Arinda, I'm, I'm going to come to you. I mean... I, I think what happens, what happened today was there wasn't any like creativity or supply from the midfield today. Can we just ask, is, was the team drunk or are we all drunk tonight? What's going on? I'm, 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 I'm bouncing. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm bouncing because of the sugar in that cookie. So, Tadiva? No, no, I'm fine. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit late. I was on mute. Guy, what about you? I've had a Pepsi Max. Which is sugar-free, so it's not me. Oh, no, no, no. It's got that aspartame shit in it, hasn't it, as well? That could charge you. No, 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 no. Who cares? In it. I'll crack the Dr. Pepper, though. 
exactly. Look, the lads in the lads have been on some chemicals of sorts, naming the alcohol by the looks of things, or the the, the non-alcohol equivalent, <laughs> alcohol-free, whatever you want to call it. Um, it only goes to say most of the fan bases as well, right? <laughs> I mean, truly, we are how long enough? Forty-something minutes into this. And let's let's call this what it is. They had a bit of a shit show on the pitch. Do we really care? No. Why? Why don't we really care? Because we're the champions of England. Ultimately, I'm not going to get over that for a bloody long time. Mm. I don't think anybody's going to get over that for a long time. We've won four trophies in the space of a year. Yeah, we're still until things change. The year, the, the reigning. European champions. We are the World Cup, World Club Cup champions. We are the Premier League champions. We even pissed all over Chelsea with our freebie keeper in the Super Cup. Let's let's call this what it is. We've romped our way to becoming Premier League champions. The lads had a day off. I don't mind. It's okay. Shit happens. And in the way of shit happening, we were shit in midfield a bit. We were a bit shit in defence. And up front, we were a bit shit in our finishing. That's it. On Sunday, we got Villa. Villa on Sunday, which means we're probably going to relegate them. That might give some of us a lot of pleasure. That make other people miserable. It makes me quite happy because sometimes Villa can be quite stupid. So I look forward to getting rid of Villa from the Premier League. There you go. There's a tangent for you guys. <laughs> Seriously, like, I have no idea how I'm even hosting this game. It's really, really strange. It's so weird because. You know, it's this is it's so mad, right? I'm putting into context for some for some fans. If somebody is really upset, if when these fixtures were announced, Sky were probably looking at that and thinking, "Oh, this could potentially be a title decider. We've got it." And they're probably thinking about their montage and this is it. You know, like this is the game. This is going to be make or break for one of these two teams. They're rubbing their hands because, of course, you know, they, they get off on like, you know, selling you that whole, you know, the game, the game only. And it's live on Sky or whatever flipping Martin Tyler likes to come up with. And we've walked into that game 23 points clear as champions. It's, it's a very, very strange. Uh, for me, this is just such a strange time to even host this pod. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Even if we won. I would have been like, because I'm still so numb from us winning. It's just such a really, really strange feeling. I want to, I mean, has if anyone... If we'd won, any... yeah, if we'd won, we would have been taking the fucking piss out of Baldy Pep <laughs> and the rest of the twats that are um, associated with the empty had. But we didn't win, so... Actually, you know what? Uh, Guy actually <laughs> mentioned something, and I'm going to make it about the game now because I need to get professional. Um, uh, Guy, if you're around, you can chip in as well. Guys, feel free to chip in. Anyone that wants to call in, please let us know. So my question is, and I'll probably come to Tadeev, well, whoever wants to answer it first, but I'm going to aim it at Tadeev because he's been quiet for quite a while. 
to people, um, uh, Guy kind of highlighted, um, you know, 50% of our defence not being the best, um, you know, Robertson and, and Gomez. I mean, do, do you think maybe the previous with Raheem Sterling might have played on his head a little, you know, with what's happened with him in the past? Because, of course, he gave away the penalty and then he was quite, he kind of got done over for Raheem Sterling's second goal as well. And, of course, Klopp did sub him off and he should have subbed him off because I think it was the right thing to do. But do you think that, you know, from what's happened previously that he may have gotten into his head or that whole situation, maybe some kind of trauma from that? I do think that's definitely a factor. Um, And then we also need to remember in terms of defender's age, he's still really young and learning the game. Um, If you look at the the penalty itself, he got way too tight. Let's talk about the penalty. Actually, let's talk about this penalty because... Actually, no, I'll let you talk and then we'll talk about the penalty. Okay, okay, so I'll I'll skip the the penalty talk for now. But effectively, I thought um, he wasn't defending Sterling the way you'd want to defend someone that's that fast and that nimble and that agile. And, you know, I I, I do think the occasion got to him in terms of trying to beat Sterling one-on-one. And I think Klopp was right to take him off. Um, And then if you look at Robertson... It looks like when you look at the third goal that they scored, I think that was the Foden goal. Yeah. Um, him rushing out, it seemed like he was trying to make up for some of the mistakes he had made in, you know, earlier in the game. Yeah. Which seems very unusual for him as well. So it seems like both the players weren't really, um, in the right frame of mind for, for this game. But, um, and then maybe I'll just add also for, because I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain in terms of that, because, there will understandably be some fans that are genuinely really upset with this game. And, you know, unfortunately for them, um, there isn't someone like that on this panel at the moment. But in terms of that, maybe the the fact that Klopp mentioned um, that, you know, he he mentioned the pride of wearing the Liverpool shirt. I think it was in his pre-match press conference um, the other day. And he was talking about how he got that mentality from the All Blacks uh, about like 10 years ago or something. And that whole mentality of the All Blacks is, you know, once you put on that All Blacks jersey, um, the New Zealand rugby team, in case someone doesn't watch rugby, um, when you wear that rugby shirt, you wear it with pride, regardless of your ability, regardless of if you're, you know, if he's putting all the first team players or he's putting the reserves out there. Just the fact that you're wearing that jersey, you go out there and you down your shield for that jersey. And Klopp was basically speaking about how he's trying to, you know, he's been trying to implement that for Liverpool. And we have to say, you know, to a day later, the squad then goes out and puts a performance like that. That's the complete opposite of, of what Klopp was saying the day before. So I could imagine fans being really irritated with that. The other day. Day. The important thing is just that the lessons are learned from this game and that the players go on, which I do believe they will learn from it. And and if you are really upset about this game, um, you know, I, I, I can understand why you're upset, but also just remember that, you know, that this game doesn't have as much significance as it could have had if the circumstances were different. And you should have belief that this team is going to change um, the, like we won't see a result like this anytime soon, especially, you know, going into next season because they've shown 
when when their heads are in it and and they've got the right mentality, then they can really do damage and they'll p- at least put up a fight during a match. I love that. I love the fact that you said, you know, if you're going to have a stinking result, make sure you're champions. <laughs> you know, <laughs> done and dusted. It's done now. Get you know, get that done. Um, Harinda, I'll come to you. Your thoughts on you know the, the whole Joe Gomez situation with Raheem Sterling, and I'll speak to Guy and Gags as well if they're around as well. I think Gags can attest to this as well. I think I shouldn't speak. If you speak, you're in trouble. <laughs> if I speak, I'm in trouble. <laughs> What we talking yes. about? I've been attending to other things. Um, we're, we're speaking about, and Guy can come in as well. But Harinda's just going to make his point about um maybe Joe Gomez's performance. Um, maybe he was affected by what's happened with Raheem Sterling in the past. And my response, Gags, was that I should not speak. Whatever he wins that battle today, so it's all good. It's okay. It's one one of those things. There's nothing to be embarrassed about, man. It's, a, it's it's just one of those days. Raheem said after the game, I wanted to have a good game against them. Yeah, you saved it till we were drunk. Like Guy said earlier, you know, you saved it until we were totally out of it. When we're on our game, mate, you do nothing against us. You cry every game. And then you get upset about gifts. Like you're in a school, new schoolyard. So at the end of the day, it's all right. Every dog has his day. Today's, you know, Raheem Sterling's day. And uh, I, can I just say how shit he is at shooting? And it, in fact, that pisses me off more that that Gomez should have just let him go because if he was on his left foot. He would have missed anyway. Even on his right foot, he was fucking swinging it wide until Ox put it in for him. So literally, your good game, you probably would have been you know, the last goal. Sorry, yeah, he can't claim that. That's going down as an own goal. So he was still that's rubbish. What's Harry Kane uh, time up for it now? I got yeah. to tell it. Harry Kane will claim it, but yeah. Sterling had his day. Um, didn't think he was that good, actually. If you're, if I'm honest, uh, I thought KDB was fucking magnificent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was the star of the show. Sterling wasn't. I, th- I honestly thought it was um, it was KDB. No shame in that as well. He's one of the best players in the world. And, um, you know, he should, he, he he could or should be getting the Player of the Year as well. He's been fantastic. No problem with that. If he did get it, from my point of view, um, well, I got a problem with that. I think he should be Sadio Mane. Yeah, I have no problem with any of them. Those guys getting it because if you if you've been good, you deserve it. That's that's the way it is. I don't have tribalism in these type of things. Um, I think we've been twenty points better than most. I shouldn't get it. That was bullshit because no one scores forty goals in the Premier League or at least in a season. You know, in in the English league from the English league since Ronaldo was it was here. And so at the end of the day, when you do something like that, you deserve the Premier League. You got it last year. People saying VVD shouldn't get it. That was bullshit too. So this year, if either one of those two got it, I don't think I would moan if it was between um, the fact that or, the okay. fact is he should be in the conversation. Oh, absolutely! Like dismissing him from the conversation is silly. KDB, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's absolutely no, no, criminal. No, no, no. I think it's criminal that Aguero's never won it. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, he doesn't deserve it this year, but yeah, no, not, not this year. Think... Not previously, previously, you don't, you don't think it's me. criminal. The fact that with City and all their money and Pep and his good old mates with that horsey placenta nonsense can't fix Aguero. Every season Aguero gets injured for fucking ages and they can't fix that with all their billions. I think that's more dodgy. They don't want to fix him, I reckon. 
I think they just like it. Yeah, I will we'll keep him on the bench for a bit or we'll let him have a rest. I reckon he likes it as well. He probably does it deliberately so he can have a rest. So he doesn't have to sit there and think about things. This guy's on holiday. Chill out. No worries. Come back. Score a few goals because he can. Limp off. Chill out. There's a conspiracy theory for you guys. I wish, okay. he was. I wish he was fit, because Gabby Jesus was my FPL captain and he was shit. <laughs> you know what? It's a good job he was up front. My God, he, mm. he, oh my gosh. Oh my, he, he at one point he hit his feet like Alison, I was like, do you want my glasses? Take them. That was, that was actually <laughs> quite difficult today, because Alison was trying to get out the way of everything. <laughs> that man has a bit of Bobby in him. Mm. I mean, Guy, uh, get your thoughts on on the whole Emma Gomez situation. You kind of highlighted that, you know, 50% of the defence is bad. I I mean, Gag's kind of said, you know, you have your good days, your bad days. You even said that, you know, he got the best of um, a very, very um, hungover Liverpool side. But I do think in terms of Gomez, I, I, I do believe that. I think there were some things that were still hanging mm. over his head. I do believe that. Yeah, there seemed to be a bit of needle between Sterling and a couple of us. Not just Gomez, I think. Um, I think it was the start of the second half. Actually, he had a little thing with Trent, didn't he? It wasn't didn't come in at anything, but they seemed to mouth off at each other, and Sterling did a little T Rex slap at him. Um, but yeah, it's maybe it got in his head a little bit, but it's pretty much the per as we've said a few times, it's the perfect situation for Man City to play after the steaming week. Um, so it's hard to know. Maybe he got in his head a little bit, especially after the penalty because he just seemed to lose his head. But we've, I don't know, we've seen that with centre-backs at our club for a while. And the boos, the the poor performance, maybe he did just lose his head for 45. Because when, I mean, how many people have Klopp, has Klopp subbed off at half-time Lovren against Spurs? Yeah. Skirtle? Is that it? That's all I can think of. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you kind of t- tied in into the into the penalty there. So you know what? I want to talk about this penalty. I want to get your thoughts on it. I mean, I, I saw a lot of reaction. People saying Gomez, you know, was was daft there, was a bit silly. But I was, I mean, initially, yeah, Gomez kind of held him down. But when I was kind of watching the tussle between them, he had his hands on Gomez too. Mm. Just kind of sit on the fence again. It's kind of a bit both, isn't it? It's clumsy defending and it's a dive. Yeah, and then and then he knew that. Oh, yeah, and then he just kind of fell over and like you know claimed the dive, and like that really pissed me off because I was like, mm. well, is the ref just looking at just that little passage of play, or has he taken everything into consideration? Because if you look at them two sort of tussling, he had his hands all over Gomez too. Well, it is Anthony Taylor. That, that's a good. Yeah, point. and we all know where he's from, so. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <right. laughs> I will love you and leave you near you because we got another another caller. Yep. Okay. Well, guy, it's been an absolute pleasure. So I've just finished off this conversation with um with Tadiva and Harinda, and uh, thank you so much, guy. Really appreciated that. No problem. Any time. Okay. Okay, Harinda, I'll come to you first on on the penalty because like, I saw a lot. I mean, I saw a lot of calls for it being soft. I saw a lot of people saying Gomez was um silly there, and initially, right at the end, yeah, he was because. He basically was looking for that dive. But for me, when I kind of look at all of it, he had his hands all over him. For me, it was kind of, it was a penalty, but it was a soft penalty. 
It's a bit of a shit one, isn't it? Because this is where VAR turns into Vastard. Because <laughs> it does, right? Look, it's it's considered a criminal for Joe Gomez to have brought down Raheem Sterling, but it's okay for Raheem Sterling to have his arm all the way around, pulling shirt, tugging, nudging, all that kind of stuff, leading into the penalty box and beyond for a bit on Joe. That's okay. So VAR goes, all right, you know what? You can do all that, Raheem. Not a problem. As soon as Raheem goes down because Joe Gomez tussles on the other side of him, it's, oh, my God, it's a penalty. It's a penalty. I, I don't get that. There just seems to be something wrong with that. You know? Um, in regards to the psychology of it all, I don't think it means a thing, to be fair. So, you know, the over-analysis in respect to whether Joe Gomez had the whole thing from November last year in his head or not, I don't think so. That no, not all the season, but I think first yeah. time playing against him in a competitive game after what happened. I think, you know, I know like Klopp will probably had a conversation with him and said, you know, don't worry about it, just focus on the game. But they are human. Like, I'm sorry, if I've had like a scrap with someone and even though we're cool and I say it in air quotes, you don't, I don't know, like, it's hard to kind of get over that, in my opinion. I don't know, he's had eight days as a Premier League champion to get over it. I'm pretty sure on the degrees of pettiness, Joe Gomez is winning. No, I'm not not saying petty, I'm saying it's, you know, like, that was probably, he got booed by England because Raheem Sterling got suspended. You know, like, there's there's a lot of thinking, like, he was kind of blamed for something that he didn't even do by the national, you know, like, the, the England supporters, which is really, really weird. But anyway, we're not going to go into that. Okay, so yeah, you've that's kind a of... High bra- that's a highbrow level of support there. Yeah, yeah, really, really <laughs> classy bunch. Uh, Harinda, um, uh, given his points there, Steve. I want to get your thoughts, because I did read some tweets from, from um, Paul Tompkins. I don't know if you follow him, but he said, Virgil van Dijk gets handled in the box all the time like that, and, you know, he never gets a penalty. He should have at least 12 penalties. Um, I want to get your thoughts because you you were kind of going to talk about the penalty and Joe Gomez. So I'm intrigued to see where you sit and also, you know, what we've kind of spoke about that they were both kind of manhandling each other. Yeah, I, I agree with the, um, the notion that Van Dijk should then have 12 penalties because if, if that interpretation yeah. is to be used, then there should be a lot more penalties yeah. in the Premier League. Um, I, I don't agree with Herenda in the sense that um that the um, that the hand in terms of the that the VAR was necessarily to blame. I think it's more to do with the interpretation of the rules than necessarily anything to do with VAR. I suppose VAR gives them the opportunity to then go and look at it again. But the striker always has an advantage in those situations. And you perfectly brought up the Van Dijk thing when he goes up for corners. If Van Dijk was a striker running in on goal and he was handled the way he does get handled during corners, he would be getting penalties. So I think that goes more into the interpretation of the rule. Um, In terms of this specific penalty, I thought it was a penalty. Um, Maybe it's my bias from playing in more forward positions Mm. um, in my life. But I thought the moment Sterling spun him, um, he did that back heel spin and, and t- changed the direction where he was running. Gomez was now on the other side of Sterling. He was no longer go- goal side. 
And the moment that happened, any contact that Gomez was going to, was going to, um, offer on, on, on Sterling, Sterling was going to go down and get a penalty. I, it, that was textbook, uh, strikers play for me. Um, you could argue it's soft, but, uh, for me, I thought the moment he spun them, I was like, don't touch him, don't touch him, don't touch him. Because as Gag mentioned, Gags mentioned earlier, it was more likely, I'd rather Sterling have a shot in the six yard box against Allison than have KDB with a penalty because I'll, I'll take my chances with Sterling missing. Um, even though he hasn't proved his striking, but yeah, I, I thought it was a penalty the moment he got spun. Um, the before stuff that's once again, it's interpretation ref could have pulled it up before that because of the handling, Mm -hmm. but the moment he spun him, he was now goal side. Um, any contact Sterling was looking for it. He was going to go down and it was going to be a penalty. It was just really smart play by, by Sterling. I thought. Interesting. Okay, so uh, yeah, I think a majority of people did say that was really silly from Joe Gomez, you know, be a bit more professional there. But for me, I kind of watched it from the beginning and that's where I had issues with it because they were literally grabbing each other. And I was like, well, then be consistent, blow it there, stop the play there. Why did it have to go all the way into the box? That's my issue. If you see a foul, then call it outside the box. Why do you have to wait for the player to get in the box for them for them, like you just said, he kind of um, got the better of him. Joe Gomez got on the better side and then decided, you know what? I'm going to take a little tumble here and I'm going to get a penalty. That's what pisses me off. It kind of, it had shades of it. I'm not saying this is correct, but was it Calvin Lewin against uh, Lovren? Where he just took the piss out of Dejan Lovren. You know, Dejan Lovren was naive. He knew that kid was going to go down. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I was thinking, I couldn't remember who it was, but I was thinking that exact same scenario. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, that's where it was. Where you know, you know what? The, the kid dived, and but Dejan Lovren should have been smart because he knew that kid was looking for the dive. So yeah, that's what it kind of reminded me of. That's what he had flashes of. Okay, um, guys, um, we will kind of talk a little bit about the game. I did have a question, or somebody on on the chat. WGM underscore Lund. Um, he's he's gone now, but he really wanted us to talk about uh, Nabi Keita. Tadeva, come to you first on this one. You spoke about him. He came on around about sixty-one minutes. You know what? On a side note, really awful time for Nabi Keita to come on because, like, I feel like, oh, you know, like he, when he comes on, it's either really uninspiring game or we're losing, and I think. You kind of spoke that he had like the most touches in such a small amount of time. So talk to me about his performance because I did think that he was kind of the bright spark and I thought we started looking a little better in midfield. Oh yeah, he he definitely was the most lively player on the pitch mm. when he came on. Um, unfortunately for him, he came on when the score was already um, yeah. at such a level where clearly both teams felt like yeah. the game was over, it looked like. Um, and that's probably the most difficult time to come on for any player in any team, whether he was coming on with us winning 4-0 or us losing 4-0 or, or 3-0. Because the issue is he's a creative player. He he feeds off um, everyone else on the team in terms of you passing the ball, he drives, he looks for your run, he plays your run, he does one-two passes, carries on driving, looks for the shot. So he's always linking up play with everyone else. And when everyone else is like, mm, well, the game's over, he kind of doesn't have anyone to link up with. There were a few times where he would 
get the ball and start driving. And this is when usually you see darting runs in and around him. And then he can then pick out the pass and he would look up and no one's making a run. So it, it's, it then becomes virtually impossible for him to, unless you want him to then go and run and dribble the entire team, which um, I, I don't think he necessarily should, um, would be doing or would have been his instruction coming on. So, yeah, he definitely looked lively um, going forward. I think I hope that he continues to improve. We don't want him to have another injury and it should be an exciting year for him. We, You know, they speak about how this team can improve. Well, Naby Keita having an injury-free season oh, is one yeah. way this team can improve next season. Uh, so, yeah, it's just unfortunate for him. He came on to a game that um, was pretty much... Yeah, done. that's what pissed me off. It was almost like, okay, you're going to come on. Either you've got to really inspire us or it's just going to be like one of those nothing kind of performances. And those people that maybe have a Naby Keita agenda might use it against you. But <clears throat> like you said, the numbers proved it. And I think a lot of people are really impressed with his performance. Harinda, I'm going to come to you. Get your thoughts on Naby Keita. And also, you know, with these games now, I, I, what I really want, and I think you were on the podcast, um, where I really want like the, like the likes of Minamino and Naby Keita to really, really establish themselves now. I really want them to be an integral part of this very, very special team and squad. And I want to see more from them. And I, I would actually love to see Naby Keita start against Villa. I'm just going to put it out there. I do. So I want to get your thoughts. I think, I think we probably will get to see that. Mm. Um, Naby Keita injury-free is a force of nature. It yeah. was just unfortunate that his soul entered the game as mine departed. Literally, because you're at the 60th minute mark. The substitutions are happening. There's 10 minutes to go before they have the, the musical um, drinks break. And for those, I suppose, 60, what, 61st minute, I think, he came on, give or take. So for the nine minutes yeah. or so that he was on, uh, sorry, for that period, I was like, oh, okay, great, Navi's on. Um, but as the game progressed, you could see that it's the, the, the age-old problem we've already discussed. It's everything else going on around them, you know, where the touches are poor or people aren't playing the right pass or they're stuttering or things like that. It's all of that that gets lost in what Navigator is doing. Um, because he's great, he plays nicely, it's nice, it's tidy, it's energetic, there's effort, yeah, there's a purpose, but everyone else's purpose has already disappeared. And because of that, you can't really judge very much for the 29 minutes that he's on the pitch. You can't, is it, for, for a single match, no, it's not really happening. For everything else that Navigator's got, and already been said, it's amazing. You have someone with verve, energy, who can take the absolute piss, as I mentioned before, the Crystal Palace match in his first season um, for us, where he literally left the defender for dead, shot up right the other side of the pitch, and had that finished in a goal, people will still be talking about it now. Yeah, And that's why I, I share the excitement that Tadewood states in his um, reckonings of Abicator, in that a fully fit one is going to be lethal. And I think next season is pivotal for him. In the way he finishes this one, will be just as good. So the more games he gets, the more um, Aminamino, Elliot, and everyone else, you can see it happening for the youth, the youth more so than um, Minamino, I think. In regards, because Minamino is going to get a prep, as he had, he's played five times in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
medals there. So I, I think it's going to be like... It's, it's not, it's not, you know what? It's not even about the medals. I want him up to scratch. I want him ready off the bench next season. So when he comes on, there isn't a disconnect. That is my concern. If we're not going to buy anyone, and it looks likely that we're not, and if you buy a really, really clever player from Salzburg in a Minamino, then please, let's bring him up to scratch. And that is not a slight on the player. The player is very good. No, I don't, no I, don't think, I don't take my words as a slight on him. And, no, no, no. And, 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 and I, no, I know you're not having a slight, but I'm just saying that I'm not, ha- <clears throat> I'm not having a slight, you know, I'm not having a dig at Minamino. We all agree that. When he signed, we were all fucking excited because we saw what he did to us at Anfield. He scared the living bejesus out of me. I just, I want to be in a position where now, if one of my front three come off, I am not looking at and thinking, oh my God, we play so different without our front three. Well, you know when one of them gets subbed off, which is what happens when Origi comes on. Let's be honest. We look completely different because the formation has to be different. The setup is different because that, that guy has a very different skill set. I want Minamino to come on and like like Tadiva said, to be Bobby's understudy and to come on and just run that show. Like same threat, same headache for the opposition. I don't disagree. Which is why but, uh, I want to see more of him play. Yeah, but I just I, I, again I'm just not sure it's gonna happen in the next five, six matches. Mm. Just just because of the way the history has gone. But also, yeah. you know what? We're very writing history, so who knows? Yeah, we've not been in this position before where we've just won a title and we've got, you know, we won it with a record seven games to go, reminder, um, which is something that our opposition don't have and none of our opposition or previous league winners will ever have. <laughs> um, so who knows what will happen in the next five, six games now. But yeah. personal, got a feeling going on history, if we're going on history, I don't think that's going to happen. I also do believe though that Jurgen Klopp will I I think he's really pissed off. I think the players will be really pissed off as well. And I, I do believe that they're gonna try going for the record points. I, I have a question for Tadiwa though, as a side, and I love these tangents. You mentioned that Klopp gave the interview about the South Africa sorry, um the New Zealand rugby team and the hacker and everything else, which I read, which is very, really interesting and really, really cool. No one's read about it they, they definitely should but doing that and then obviously what happened yesterday where you bigged everybody up are you saying that Klopp's the new Lovren <laughs> oh, I hope not oh my word can you imagine because he he has to give an interview before every game we would be screwed yeah we're screwed like, like you know we, we don't want that right no not at all no <laughs> You know, in 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 Desi, we have a word for that, and it's called like. Do you call it this as well, Baji Nazar? Yes. It's almost like the evil eye, to diva. Like somebody will like unintentionally put an evil eye on you. He better not. He a better hex. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hex. That's exactly hex. like you, uh, every time Lovren speaks, he just like he jinxes yeah. us. It's it's one of those. It's like the ballad of Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights. Don't you put that kind of hex on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> it's one of those. Okay, so to do it, do we have your answer there? Is it just a simple no? It, it's a please God no. Okay, so please God no. It's a cross your fingers, cross your toes, <laughs> pray to the God you believe in, no. 
<laughs> emphatic no right okay so that's done and I said guys I'm not going to go for man of, how can you go for man of the match I'm not even going to go there um, any final thoughts before we wrap up this pod yeah man of the match fireworks <laughs> no, no. Has anybody worked out what the F the fireworks were about? The ninth minute and something like the 67th or 68th minute, wherever it was. What was going on? What were they for? They definitely can't have been for Man City. They haven't won anything. No, it was definitely definitely um, Liverpool supporters, I think, you know, just doing what they do. But as somebody that owns a pet, I think anyone that does fireworks is an absolute dickhead. I'm going to be honest with you because I I see a really, really traumatised cat, you know, during November. I just don't like them because I I just, I can't get, I can't support them. I'm sorry. I'm just going to put that out there. But okay, so fireworks are your man of the match. I'm going to go with the guard of honour, even though it was really half-assed and they were crying their eyes and they really didn't want to do it and they took the piss out of Liverpool when they won it. Life does come at you really fast. Uh, what about you, um, uh, Tadiba? What was what was your? I mean, what's your final thought or your man of the match? Um, final thought is I'm 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 glad it happened now because mm-hmm. hopefully this is this is going to be Klopp's video that he shows the team just before the first game of the season, just in case they thought they were the you know. Um, yeah, so at, at least we can take that from it and Klopp can take that and use that. In terms of the man of the match, I have to call it like I see it. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, I thought, was insane in this game. And if City get a ban, uh, KD is a Liverpool fan, so I wouldn't be opposed to him just uh, coming over to us. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I won't mind as well. And from what okay, I hear... We can afford a £200 million player, mate, unfortunately. We can, Gags. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll start a GoFundMe. We've got to. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay, who guys. His, who does his boots? Oh. I think he's a night boy. Here's a fun fact for you. He has made it on his wife's Instagram page. <laughs> Because uh, I think they were, re- they were visiting um, Withenshaw Hospital, Children's Hospital, and they took a load of pictures, and Kia was one of the nurses. So I was like, look at her. She found Aww. it. So I was like, look at you. And apparently he's lovely, and so is his missus. But I'm not surprised at that. He does seem like a really nice guy. Okay, guys, we have come to the end of this pod. Before, um, once again, a massive thank you for all you guys joining us live. My God, you are brave. But thank you so much. A massive thank you to our callers. A massive thank you to Harinda and Tadiva and Gags for producing. Before I let them go, let's get some plugs. I will come to Harinda first. Harinda, anything you'd like to plug? The fan base. In one. Be as fucking unbearable as you possibly can with anybody and everybody. Carry on until the beginning of next season and then carry on some more. It's been fantastic. The degrees of silence from fans of other clubs has been epic. The fan base is awesome. We deserve this. So you know what? There you go. The plug is every Liverpool fan out there. Yeah, absolutely. And don't let this result upset you, okay? 
you're bigger than this, you're better than this. And um, Harinda, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me at Harinda1977. Normally, all you'll find is gifs of gags or other people where I absolutely take the absolute proverbial or occasionally a picture or a meme that just takes the piss out of somebody else. There's a lot of piss taking going on on my Twitter. It's not a very serious account, but it will make you laugh somewhere along the way. Absolutely. Love you too, Lubo. Love you too much. and Tadiva, what about yourself? Where can people find you on Twitter? And I'm sure you'll have um, some pods coming our way. Um, yeah, so Twitter is the Ace of Nave 7. Um, and then in terms of podcasts, somehow we're going to have to rate the, the player <laughs> performance. Are you going to do, um, uh, you gonna do um, the Spanish, um, oh God, who, where they, they rated all the players zero or something for Barcelona against Liverpool or something? Unfortunately, the the site we use uh, doesn't have zero as a score. Oh damn! So, so I think that some of the players are going to escape that fact. God, um, you talk ah shit, yeah, like he's just remembered he's got to do this part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so definitely get your your ratings in of the of the players, and then we'll discuss that. And then we didn't do a wrestling one this week because it was. If you could picture a wrestling show as the Liverpool game, that's how bad it was this week. So we thought if they're not going to put effort, we're not going to put. That seems absolutely fair. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully next week we'll be back with that one. And yeah, that's it. For Technically, me. you could be like, well, if Liverpool didn't put the effort, I'm not rating you. You don't, you don't deserve <laughs> a score. Okay. As, as Guy just said, NA to all, all around. Uh, Gags, I'm going to quickly bring you in, get some plugs in. I know you are so busy on AI, so I'm just going to give you the platform. Oh, my God. So much going on. Make sure you sign up to AI Pro. Uh, the facing summit of League of Our Own is out. Um, some fantastic work done by Dan Rhodes on that. Uh, Mark Morahan is, um, is narrating that as well. And honestly, it's worth a, worth a listen. So this... That'll take your mind off the City game immediately tomorrow morning when it hits your podcast players. Um, it's it's just looking back at the season and it's all of our content. So you might have heard it all before, but the way Rhodesy's pieced it together is is so good. And the little little additions he adds with Klopp and you know just little things from games. It's just such a such an amazing thing he's done and he's worked his ass off on it, Rhodesy. So make sure you listen to that. You'll really enjoy it. Um, and all of us are on it. You'll hear all of our voices because it's going through from the summer all the way to now. And, you know, it'll be good. It's going to take a while to get it all out. But before the end, the start of the new season, we'll have every episode done. Obviously, the season's not over, so it's going to continue. We've still got loads to do, loads to cover. Hopefully, we'll be um, Centurions as well, which would be nice to cover. Um, then there's the merch side of things. You've got to get on the merch side. If you haven't uh, bought yourself... Uh, champions t-shirt hoodie or sweatshirt go and check it out on anfieldindex.shop we've changed we've rebranded a little bit um also the major thing that's going on right now on the merch side are the badges the gold badges that everybody wants on their shirts and whether that be a new nike shirt or whether that be the old shirt because we're we actually going to wear the we're wearing these badges for these shirts as well so you can have it in both get two Go to AnfieldIndex.shop. It's on the top of the right, of the, right of the front page. Um, Greg is getting those sent out real quick, real quick. They're, they're in stock now. So whilst they're in stock, get get you know you don't have to buy a full shirt from the from the club to get it. You can just get the badge and stick it on the shirt you got. 
and you can stick on any shirt, you, any Liverpool shirt. It's got to be like a, a Liverpool football jersey. And the instructions are on Anfield Index as well on one of the tweets. Just keep a lookout for it. It's on Facebook as well. There's a video showing Greg doing it. He's the hand model, as Nina called him. Um, just, uh, Lots of money to be made in hand modelling, people. Are you screening for orders from North Korea just in case they put whatever team they want as Premier League champions? <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we haven't had any orders, thankfully. But we have had orders from far and wide for the badges in the States. They're literally getting posted out to the States as well. The, everybody wants them and they're flying out. So if you want a gold badge to get on your jersey, make sure you go to AnfieldIndex.shop, folks. Um, Apart from that, um, not much else, really. I think that's me all plugged out. No, you've pretty much plugged everything. Yeah, the merch and the badges, please do get on it. I mean, I've I've got mine today, and um, I'm really, like, excited. They look really good. So, you just yeah. need to steal the iron now. I know. You know what? I don't trust <laughs> myself with that. Uh, I'm going to have to hire someone to do that for me. Lost a cat. She's not good. She'll probably try eating it. She's the right fat shit. But no, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. I know it wasn't the best result, but we tried making it as, I don't know, like a, a nice little distraction as much as possible. Uh, don't be too disheartened. There's going to be some great content coming your way, as Gag said, you know, a league, a league of their own. Uh, so do, a league of their own. So do check that out. But thank you so much for listening, guys. Take care. I will be back post Villa. Till next time. We're still, we're, we're the fucking champions. Own it. Podcast Network.